Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today we're speaking with Shane Vigil, a Marine and MBA graduate from the MIT Sloan School of Management. by introducing yourself, telling us your name, where you're from, and where you're doing your MBA. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm Shane Vigil. Um, I'm originally from Southern California. I've, I've lived in a lot of different places in the United States, but I like to claim the San Diego, LA area kind of is home. Um, and I did my MBA at the MIT Sloan School of Management. I just graduated this year, so it was super exciting. Very, very weird with, uh, you know, the first part of my MBA being in person and then the second part kind of being a hybrid of virtual and in person. Um, but it was a great experience. Fantastic. Well, first of all, congratulations on your graduation. Um, and before we, um, we're going to come on and we're going to talk about your, um, your MBA program. Um, but just perhaps to sort of, um, go back a little bit first um before you you um you joined your mba you started your career in the military specifically with marines um can you just tell us a little bit more about this time yeah yeah um so after undergrad i joined the marine corps and i uh trained to become uh, and i became a uh, cobra pilot which is the premier attack helicopter for the service um, it was a awesome experience. Um, I'll say that both from a leadership uh, side and from kind of a technical side, um, it was uh, a great time. Um, it, you know, I, I had a great time uh, in the military service. Um, the cool thing about the Marine Corps is, you know, they just don't want you to be a, a just a pilot. You know, there, there's uh, you're also a Marine officer as a pilot. And so like leadership uh, and being in charge of and having responsibilities around the squadron is pretty big. And so it was kind of cool. You know, when I wasn't flying, I got to deal with um, a lot of the helicopter operations, both, uh, I would say, on the repair operations and then also when it came to kind of uh, what the squadron was doing in the big picture in terms of like the uh, flight operations, what the outlook looked like for upcoming deployments and things like that. Um, so it was it was fun. Um, um, I got a, I got a taste of a, a lot of different things, um, but, you know, uh, I wanted to, to, to do other things uh, and experience other um, aspects of life. And so uh, that's why I left active duty. And uh, and I did the um, the LGO program at MIT. It must have been um, quite a uh, well. Actually, we'll, we'll come to that in a second. So um, you mentioned that you, you wanted to kind of try try sort of new new things and new experiences. What was it that made you interested in like an MBA specifically? You know, in the military world, uh, particularly those who, you know, who've done some type of leadership experience, either as like a, you know, senior enlisted leader or as an officer, um, kind of gravitate towards the MBA because it's a good transition from, you know, we'll say military into, you know, some type of industry that really requires the same soft skills that uh, you've developed throughout your military career. 
but you kind of need to learn, I would say, like the civilian, the industry lingo. You need to learn about a little bit more on the finances. I would say most leader, military leadership probably doesn't have uh, as um, as in depth of a background in finances um, that you know you would expect for some of the, I would say, you know same leadership positions, but on the industry side. Uh, and that's not all. There are definitely folks in acquisitions who, who knew way more than me. But for somebody like me, who was kind of more of like on the operations side, um, you know, having that background uh, and, and being and utilizing the MBA to kind of acquire that, the network, the people, um, I think is, is kind of a natural progression um, in terms of, uh, you know, why just an MBA in general was uh, something that I was interested in. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that completely makes sense. And so just to like delve into the specifics of your program um, a little bit more, because obviously you did an MBA, but also um, it's a it's a joint program, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I threw out the acronym LGO, but I should have probably defined that. Um, so MIT has a program called Leaders for Global Operations. And it's 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 an awesome program that entails not just uh, earning your MBA at the Sloan School of Management, but also your master's at one of the engineering departments. Um, and MIT being an engineering school, um, you know, I could go on and on about really that side of the house. But I'll say for me, I uh, elected to do um, work with the you know aeronautics and astronautics as kind of my track. Um, so that was my engineering department, the Aero Astro uh, Engineering Department. And um, the point of the program is to combine both, you know, engineering excellence and um, operational excellence to, to go out in industry and have somebody that, you know, not only understands kind of the business side, but also uh, really has a thorough understanding of the technical side. So LGO, the Leaders for Global Operations Program, it's really geared towards, I would say, uh, manufacturing and operations. Um, it used to actually be called LFM, Leaders for Manufacturing. Um, but, you know, I would say that the LGO program expands beyond just manufacturing. But what's great about the program is uh, I kind of mentioned the whole point of it is to go into industry, to, uh, to utilize a lot of the uh, skills that you get from both degrees. They have partners in industry. And there are a lot of these companies that really, you know, are really all about the LGO program, hiring folks on, giving them experiences at their companies. And, you know, we're talking companies like Amazon, uh, who's very heavy into operations when it comes to, I would say, you know, probably the side of the business that really got Amazon as, as a brand name in the, the household. Um, other companies, uh, you know, you'll say Bell Helicopters, um, you'll see other Boeing, um, you know, really big name companies that want to utilize, uh, you know, some of this operations type and manufacturing type knowledge, both technical and business, uh, you know, to, to really make things better in their companies and solve really complex problems. Um, Everything from like using machine learning and data analytics to solve these problems or just, you know, Six Sigma lean type approaches to some of the things that you find on the uh, operations floor. And so that's what the LGO program is about. And um, I got really lucky uh, to be part of the cohort, um, the, this past year's graduating cohort. And uh, it was a really good fit for me because I personally and, and I would say, you know, to folks in your audience, 
I definitely, you know, felt that I had a lot of good strengths on the MBA side uh, uh, that would that would translate well. But I have this kind of technical side that I've uh, that I've had, you know, kind of growing up and 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 what I've done in uh, not only undergrad but also when I was in the squadrons that I really had this affinity to like understand things from a, a technical perspective and and really being kind of a leader in that area too. So it's kind of a, you know. It's it's twice the work I'll say, uh, but it was it was well worth it uh, for me. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, how many like how many people are in the the cohort for that program per year? Just out of interest. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it, it fluctuates slightly every year, but I would say forty to fifty is what you know we you know what the the size of the cohort has been. I'd say the past, uh, you know, uh, at least four or five years. Um, if you, there's, uh, you know, if you you go on the website, uh, it'll actually have the class profile. You can see, you know, down to the exactly how many, what their backgrounds were, and it's a really diverse group of folks. Mm-hmm. Folks, obviously from the military, but you know, folks in industry, folks in academia as well. Uh, every, uh, I think you know, cohort that I know of has probably had at least one, some PhD actually um, join the program as well. And so it's a, a really kind of eclectic group of people all coming together, you know, to just solve complex operation operations problems, which makes it, uh, you know, operations can be a very, uh, one thing I've learned is it can be very, uh, it can be a very an expansive word across some type of, um, across the business of exactly what operations means. Um, and the cool thing about LGO is it really kind of dabbles into each uh, each of those aspects. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think to be able to have that that kind of balance of both sides is is just really exciting. Um, I mean, in terms of the, um, the experience that you had on the program itself, obviously you mentioned at the start, um, having done an MBA from 2019 to 2021, um, obviously your experience was, was impacted by, um, by everything that's been going on with COVID. Um, but just tell us, you know, a bit about like your experience with the program and, and how you kind of manage that. In terms of like big picture, you know, um, the a lot of the courses that you take during the summer are applicable to every engineering department and the MBA. But then after that, you know, you kind of branch off, branch off into, you know, re- your respective departments. Uh, and, and you do that the first year. So for me personally, you know, I went into a lot of different um, aeronautical and astronautical uh, classes that are very technical and, and very interesting to me from, you know, satellites to human machine interaction. And then on top of that, your normal core courses that you would take with your MBA. And then the, the, the next time that I would say the MBA and the LGO deviate is when it comes to your internship. So LGO, um, you don't do a three-month internship uh, that you would normally find, I would say, with other MBA programs. But what you do is you do a six-month internship. And so you have a six-month internship with one of the partner companies for LGO. And in that internship, you not only obviously get to see the company and and kind of uh, explore the different aspects uh, of that company, you write your master's thesis on the work that you're doing. So my internship uh, was with Amazon. Um, It was a great internship. I met a lot of awesome people. In fact, I, you know, I still keep in touch with the majority of them. Um, But during my work, I, uh, you know, I'm actually gathering data, I'm forming hypothesis, and I'm testing them. And I'm, you know, I'm basically laying the foundation for what my thesis was about. 
Now, it just so happened, uh, you know, 2020 happened, the pandemic went. And I will say, just like any other business, Amazon was, uh, you know, significantly affected on how they do operations, specifically within their uh, fulfillment centers. And that's kind of what a lot of my work was on. And, uh, you know, I kind of had to pivot what I thought my thesis was going to be about uh, a little bit um, because of the pandemic. But really, me and all the other folks who were doing their internships at the same time, uh, were able to to find a silver lining uh, in what the pandemic was doing, um, and and really being able to to help out that business when it came to you know solving the problems. Whether you're using machine learning, or you're using Six Sigma principles, or you know you're using uh, you know things that you've learned, um, I would say in the classroom uh, that maybe are beyond those those I would say two foundations of what you learn in the uh, summertime at LGO. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, like, I mean, a six month internship, that's a good amount of time to spend at a company. And I guess it really allows you to kind of get under the skin of it and, and really, you know, learn and make some great connections as well. Yeah, the, uh, you know, that MIT's motto, mens et manus, mind and hand. I mean, I would say like, that's like the quintessential that's like the quintessential internship, in my opinion, for the experience that I had is like I, everything like I literally learned in the, you know, the summertime and that fall, I somehow used during that six months uh, at Amazon. And it was kind of cool because, you know, you see an application, there's a lot of nuances that you don't necessarily talk about in the classroom or that are very specific to that company. Um, and so it was kind of cool to be able to, to kind of experience that and and really see and and you mentioned six months being a long time and and to be honest like whenever i talk to my to my former team or like people about it i do feel like it was my you know i worked there um and i i I actually um i actually gave other amazon engineers classes on like statistics and other methods to go about doing some uh, or solving some of the, the problems that they're looking at um, so I definitely felt very integrated, very integrated. I, uh, as, as an Amazonian, I, I ended up, uh, uh, going back into the aerospace industry just because I, you know, I have a passion and, and affinity, uh, for all things that fly both in the air and in space. But, uh, when I look back on that internship that LGO was able to offer me, I would say that, um, I really enjoyed my time. Um, and, and it was a really great experience. Yeah, and just such a nice way to be able to, I suppose, like take a step out of your industry as well. Like even though you, you know, you've gone back, and maybe that's that's what you sort of knew you were doing all along. But just to be able to have that opportunity to do something completely different, which is which is not always easy. Yeah, yeah, I'll say that there are folks in my cohort who you know came from very specific industries, and you know they were going to go back to them, um, but they use it as an opportunity to see how like other other you know other folks go about. Um, dealing with, you know, very similar problems when it really comes down to it and um, understanding, I would say, how culture plays a huge part in it, not just kind of the the mechanics of, you know, you know, whatever solution you're trying to implement, but really kind of the culture uh, from going from like a really big company to maybe a smaller company. Um, I'll mention, I, I think, I think, I, I think I might've misspoke. I said large companies are the industry partners. They're, they're, I would say all the companies are are fairly large, but there are companies that are like private equity that own very small companies. And a lot of the internships, there are internships available at these kind of smaller companies. So you really kind of get 
you know, a good feel of a, you know, a company that, you know, does not actually, you know, have that much uh, in terms of resources. And, you know, you kind of got to really get into that lean mentality when it comes to, to solving some of the, uh, the problems that they're facing. You've touched upon it already that you've gone back to the aerospace industry. So the question is, you know, or was, what are the plans for, for after your course? And you know, what, what, what's in your mind and where, where do you want to go next? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great question. So, you know, I would say, you know, it's been a pretty crazy past couple of years for, you know, the entire world. And um, I think one of the things that have kind of came about is like the, I would say, acceptance of kind of remote working and uh, things being virtual that may not use, may not have been in the past. Um, so I will say that towards the end of my time at MIT, I got approached um, by Northrop Grumman uh, to, you know, you know, potentially uh, work there on some really interesting uh, platforms, uh, aerospace platforms, and uh, work on some of their problems. And it was kind of like I would say in the middle of my last semester at MIT, and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to school right now. It is virtual, but I could, I do have some bandwidth to, you know." work where I can. And so I actually started working um, for Northrop Grumman, um, which for those who don't know is a aerospace uh, company uh, that works, I would say, primarily with uh, government and military. Um, but I started working uh, as a uh, systems engineer, um, I would say probably mid mid of my, you know, midstream of my, uh, my last semester. So uh, I would say that uh, as I, you know, when I graduated, uh, you know, in, um, ju- uh, June, I was like, well, I, I'm really enjoying the work that I'm doing. I really like the, you know, the team, I like the culture, I like the folks and I'm going to just stay on. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm still working for Northrop. Um, I, my job is, uh, I would say very, um, oh no, it's, it expands a lot of things, and I think Northrop's kind of giving me that slack right now, and soon I'll have to drill down really hard into one or the other. But, like, right now I kind of do a little bit of product management. Um, I do some, like, individual contributor-type technical work. And then I also kind of have a little hand in uh, some of the business development and uh, some of the proposals and, and different things like that. So it's been a really uh, awesome experience, and uh, I'm pretty happy um, as far as uh, my post-MBA life um, so far at least. That's great. And, and I guess where, where do you want to go with it? Like where, if you had the option, what avenue would you go a bit deeper into with, with, with Northrop? You know, I think one of the, um, you know, the, the days that I'm like, man, that was really, you know, that was really awesome. Uh, you know, very, very satisfied with the, the, the stuff that we got done today are the days where I interact with a customer and I not only, you know, figure out with the customer why, you know, the big picture, uh, but I actually get, you know, a hand in the how. And so solving both the why and the how, I, I really, I think I really enjoy that. Um, I work with two, you know, you know, really talented engineering teams that help me You kind of, uh, you know, architect the, the systems and the solutions that uh, we're developing. And I would say that, it's like just it's it's definitely some leadership it's definitely some technical stuff and 
it's very customer facing. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to, uh, you know, the business relationship. And so I feel like that role, which, you know, I'd say is probably along the lines of a product manager role, but I, you know, I, I think in, at least at least at Northrop and some of the other aerospace companies, they don't necessarily call it that. But that type of role, I think, is where I would I want to dig into. Um, you know, I, I do love the technical work, and I'll say it's definitely a requirement to understand the technical work to to do that type of job. Um, but I think if I wanted to, I don't know if I just want to do purely technical stuff. I, I really enjoy kind of the uh, the blend of. Um, you know, uh, solving problems with the customer all the way down to how it's, uh, you know, how it's going to be solved um, with the uh, the actual folks, we'll say, that are on the ground doing uh, doing the good work. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. And that makes sense. That makes sense. Having a mix of, of it all just makes life more interesting. What advice would you give to others from, from the military and the Marines, maybe more specifically, thinking of pursuing an MBA? Yeah, yeah. I think um, when it comes to folks who are in the military, um, and, I, and I think I can go outside the Marines to say this because I've, I, I've, you know, I have plenty of friends who are from the other services, um, go, you know, go the MBA route. Is you know, I would, I would definitely, you know, first ask yourself, you know, what do you want to get out of the MBA, even if it's very, um, even if it's kind of broad. You know, I, I think. You know, it's always nice to know specifically why exactly you want to do something and what the output is that you want from it. But I think when you're coming out of the military, you're kind of, you know, you're you're kind of flexible and, and you're still trying to understand what, you know, what it is that makes you passionate and what it is you want to do. But kind of at least have some type of general direction. And if the MBA is a part of that, um, you know, either the networking piece, you know, kind of getting a lot of the skills that you want to translate, you know, from your time in the military, I would highly recommend uh, doing the MBA and an MS if that's kind of, uh, you know, if, if you're into that. Um, I, I think not only does it kind of buy you what you expect um, from the MBA programs, but for folks who are transitioning from the military, it buys you time too. It kind of buys you time to really understand what the world outside the military is about. And, um, I, I, you know, I, I think to myself before pre-MBA versus kind of, you know, just graduated and like, you know, there are a lot of things that I got my my eyes open my I got my eyes opened up to during school that I don't know if I you know would make the best decision for I would say myself um, prior to that so you know buying yourself time buying yourself you know you, you skills uh, that you know you can translate um, experiences networking. I think uh, really honestly for any transitioning uh, military leader, uh, I, I say you can't really go wrong with the MBA, even if you're going to maybe do like a part-time or like a uh, EMBA and EMBA um, with the school. I think uh, you, you definitely can't go wrong. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think when you do the MBA, you all of a sudden realize how little you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amazing. I'm like, wow. And you, and you find that you're like really – you're like, wow, that is actually interesting. Yeah. And I had no clue that, that you know, that specific sector did stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And next – you know, I, I have a friend. He's working in a um, kind of a, um, a startup. And uh, his role is a very interesting role, but he would have not even thought about going that direction. Uh, you know, when he first started, he was like, nope, startups too volatile. I don't like, 
I want something steady. But then he like learned about, you know, you know, there are different types of startups. There's different, you know, you know, um, the evolution of a startup. And like, as he, he realized, actually, that's for me, I want to, yeah. I want to be, you know, kind of an early director in this specific part of the company, because then I can, you know, you know, make my mark and then I can help keep the company afloat. And it's just really funny because, you know, you talked to him two years ago and it was like, nope, I want to work for a very established firm. And, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Only other question that I had was just, um, obviously MBAs are like really intense anyway. And it's just, I suppose it's top of mind because last week we were talking to some people about MBAs and kind of like maintaining some kind of work-life balance. Um, doing a program, which is not just an MBA, but also like a, a master's program as well. How did you, how did you keep up with everything? And how did you, how did you manage to like manage your time? I wouldn't say I was completely comfortable. Um, and I don't know if you, I could sustain that beyond two years. So maybe that's the short answer to your question. Um, however, you know, I think you're kind of forced to, to, to be a little bit more efficient on what's value added in both your life and in school. Um, there were a lot of things that I would say, you know, I, you know, there are a lot of events, I would say, um, at the uh, on the MBA side of the house that I would go to, I would really, you know, enjoy my time there. Um, but, you know, I kind of realized maybe going to uh, another event that really, you know, didn't have, I would say, it wasn't really in alignment with what I was trying to do. You know, maybe that's where I would kind of be like, eh, you know, I'll take a rain check um, for that specific one because I need to, you know, get something done for, or I need to work with my team to, you know, figure out um, some some type of uh, problem set or whatever. Um, but, you know, little things like that, uh, you know, are happen. So I, that's probably a really good question because I think if you're, you know, if, you know, you probably want to, if you're going to look into do the MS, MBA, uh, whether it's with LGO at MIT, or, you know, I know some other schools offer something very similar, um, you know, just thinking about that workload and, and what you want to get out of it, because you can't do everything, even in a normal MBA, you can't do everything. Um, so you add the MS on top, um, some things you're going to have to kind of uh, choose in terms of what's value added for you or not. But, you know, at the end of the day, could I do like another two years of that? I don't know. <laughs> I was pretty, I was pretty busy. <laughs> all for today's modern mba podcast i'm Kristen, and i'm marie if you like this episode remember to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts and you can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website themodernmba.co.uk or you can follow us on facebook linkedin or instagram until next time bye bye